guys, welcome back to the Balancing Bipolar podcast, the podcast that dives deep into the complexities of bipolar disorder. I'm your host Jordan and today I'll be talking about kind of like a follow-on from the last episode about being a bad person or like doing bad things whilst you're unwell. This time though, let's talk about how my work Christmas party turned into a night in a cell and an upcoming court case. This is so deep. So let's just get right into it. So right off the bat, you're probably wondering what even happened. So mixing medications with alcohol is never ever a good idea. And in my opinion, mixing bipolar with alcohol can be a huge factor in these sorts of outcomes. I decided to do some research into other people's experiences with meds, alcohol, mania and all of that sort of mixed together and it seems to me that this commonly leads to binge drinking, drinking too quickly for your body to even metabolise the alcohol and of course the dangerous combinations that often accompany bipolar medications when mixed with alcohol. And firstly, I just want to say the medication I took that day was not prescribed. Um, big mistake, I know, but I will have further episodes on the topic of addiction and self-medicating as it, it has been a huge part of my life with having such a lack of support in managing my own condition. So I have no idea though what th this combination could be so damn dangerous. If you've ever totally blacked out on alcohol, it can put you in some really dangerous situations, especially if you kind of display quite psychotic symptoms like I do when I'm that level of intoxicated. So I take this medication regularly, like pretty much on a daily basis, but I rarely ever drink. I'm not a drinker. I don't enjoy the buzz from alcohol and I just don't really go out to drink or and I never drink at home. So I did five years of being completely teetotal and I only started consuming alcohol when out with friends or at concerts and I was absolutely fine. Like nothing bad ever happened. I always just had a great time. So this time though, I was having a great time with my colleagues. I'd come to the party quite late, so I'd missed the food as well. So I was actually drinking on a completely empty stomach, which was my second mistake after taking the medication. Um, and I'd taken it a few hours ago, so I didn't even give it a second thought. Like it wasn't something that was actively in my mind at any point during being at the Christmas party. And what happened next is just absolute nothingness. So I remember being at the party, I remember dancing with my friends, taking photos with my friends, sitting, chatting with colleagues that I don't normally get to speak to that much. So it was really nice. And then the next thing I know is as soon as something happened, my brain like forgot what had just happened. And from this point on, I only remember vague moments of being there and even more vague memories of the police coming to arrest me. So... What happened next apparently is that whilst the police were trying to arrest me, I just lost it and tried kicking and fighting to get them off me. Um, after a horrible manic episode in 2017 where I got sectioned, it was so traumatising that the police said that they would break my door down and tase me if I didn't leave my house. Of course, they could not section me in my own house under a section 136, so they had to get me out of the house to do that. And I do believe that this trauma probably has added to such a severe reaction to being restrained. 
I barely remember, like there's only like very vague memories and I feel like my brain is trying to fill in a lot of the gaps. So I'm really trying not to let my brain like create false memories because I do have to go and sort of account the events in court. So I'm really trying to avoid overthinking at this point because I've done so much thinking in this past week that it's just absolutely unreal. And I also think that the psychotic symptoms when I'm drunk like this do come from the fact that every action I make or anything I say is instantly forgotten and just wiped from my mind, which leads to such severe confusion and erratic behaviour and thoughts. There is actually a video of me and I'm very upset and distressed and I'm talking about my ex-partner who was not even there. I said that he was lying like... I'm looking at that and it's just not making sense. You know, I'm just talking absolute babble and it doesn't make sense. And, you know, he wasn't even there. So why would I be talking about him? It's all just very like, it's all very strange when you can't remember anything that you've done or said or anything that's happened. Um, and it may be like worse in my own mind than what actually happened. I don't know because I need to stop trying to fill in these gaps. And okay, so this only happens when I'm depressed. I don't know if I was in a bit of like a mixed state because I'd felt quite hypermanic, but like also tearful and stressed like the week before. I'm unsure, but all I know is that in the days like leading up to this event, I was just not okay. I was so depressed, it was becoming really hard to manage and I'd had a few minor meltdowns at work already that week. I do think that's probably the only reason that I still have a job. And also the fact that I'm not a criminal who goes around assaulting people. I am just mentally unwell and it's very... I appreciate that they understand that and are taking that into account and allowing me just to have the time off to try and get better. Whether I will go back to work, I do not know because I'm so obviously embarrassed and ashamed by my actions. But yes, yeah, so after all this happened, I remember nothing until... Suddenly I wake up and I'm in a cell and I was so scared because they radioed through to me and told me that I had to wait for a solicitor to come before, you know, they would let me out or anything. So in my mind, I'm like, oh my God, what's happened? I have no idea what's happened and I have zero clue as to why I'd been locked up and why I had to speak to a solicitor. So I waited a few hours in this dingy cell with just a blue mat and a blanket and a toilet that was like out of view of the cameras and the word smart water on the ceiling, which I must have read a thousand times because I was really just trying to sleep through the whole process because it's really boring um, to be locked up in a cell. And also when you're feeling that confused and unaware of what's even happened like a million and one things are just running through your mind and that is terrifying anyway I finally met with the solicitor who explained what had happened and showed me the body cam footage from the police can barely even remember what he showed me because I was still so groggy and so out of it so I had to have a police interview so they came to interview me and I had to respond no comment to every single question now, I wanted so badly to try and explain and rationalise my behaviour, but my solicitor advised that I would probably just get myself into more trouble if I did that, so I couldn't. And when he told me, like, what had happened just before the interview, which I won't go into too much detail about, but my heart sank because I would never willingly or consciously, like, hurt another person. 
And although they had like very minimal injuries and evidence, they're still really keen to pursue this and take me to court. So it is what it is. So I went back and sat in the cell for a few more hours. I'd planned to go out with my brother that day and I know it probably shouldn't have been my priority in that situation, but I knew he'd been like excited about it and I was excited about it and I knew I'd let him down. And I was just so, so gutted about absolutely everything at this point. All that's running through my mind is that I've completely ruined my life, um, which is a possibility. So a few slow and sleepy hours later, I was released on bail. I had to sign a document and then I could leave. And I'm not even exaggerating when I say that this was the shittest day of my life and that I've barely eaten or slept properly since this due to the stress because I was already struggling, I was already depressed, and this has just become an extra factor in how terrible I feel. And if I get convicted, I could potentially go to prison or get a fine. But the thing is though, like this one time that I mixed medications and alcohol, it could literally ruin my whole future. Now, I know that all this shouldn't have happened and that I am ultimately responsible for my actions. Even if I was intoxicated and totally out of my mind, I have to remember that I'm not some terrible person and this wouldn't have happened if I'd have been well and if I'd have been able to access treatment. So, and it's quite frustrating that I've had to sort of medicate myself and try and keep myself balanced all these years like it is really frustrating especially when it leads to us getting in trouble or ending up in hospital like the risks of mixing medication with alcohol outweigh the benefits completely and I would not recommend it to anyone so please don't do it and stay safe. So what can we take away from this? Honestly, from this experience, I just hope it deters anyone from drinking on their medication. I've read so many stories of people getting into car accidents, ending up in jail or hospital and ending up in strangers' houses with no memory of how they got there. This can have terrible and real life-changing consequences. So alcohol in general is the most easily accessible drug and is so normalised in society, making it extremely easy to overindulge. And some estimates suggest that up to 43% of individuals with bipolar disorder have some form of an alcohol use disorder at any given time. Which, this is unsurprising to me, many of us use alcohol as a coping mechanism and it's not surprising that we also have high rates of drug use too as most of it does come from depression and wanting to feel something and just trying to stabilise our moods, whether we do this consciously or not. A lot of these issues come from trying to stabilise ourselves. So there are many medications that are commonly used to treat bipolar disorder that you should be cautious with if drinking. This includes lithium, antidepressants, benzodiazepines such as valium or Xanax, antipsychotics and a lot more. Make sure you do search online for interactions between your meds, whether prescribed or not, before you decide to drink. I honestly cannot emphasise this enough and after all the stories that I've read online from other people and of course from my own experience, this is something that is just not worth it. Like, I thought I ruined my life before, but now I feel like I've really ruined my life. So, yeah, 
it, it's a tough one. It's a tough one. And it's hard for me to talk about because it's still quite fresh in my mind. I have had a lot of like my colleagues reaching out to me and making sure that I'm okay and just being really supportive, which I appreciate. So I don't know what's going to happen in terms of my future employment there or what's going to happen in court. I'm just going to have to like hang tight and wait and see what happens. So yeah, that is it from me today, just because I have not been feeling too well, obviously, from everything that's happened. Um, so yeah, just a short one from me today and just a warning really to anyone to just be careful. Don't make the same mistakes that I did. Even when you're manic, like if you can give it a second thought, I beg you, please do. It's just so not worth it. So I'm going to have, I've got a few more like episodes kind of lined up. I just need to finish like editing and stuff because originally I was supposed to bring a podcast out last week, but I didn't really manage to get around to it. So I'll be finishing those off and hopefully have them up before Christmas. So I look forward to speaking to you guys again soon. Take care. Bye bye.